Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another surprise episode of the new Doctor Who podcast from the Talking Comics family. Uh, it is Friday, February 23rd, 2024, or maybe not, who knows, time to me. Uh, and you're listening to episode 637.5. We're doing these half episodes, dots. I'm your host, Aaron Amos, and joining me for this week's show are Miss Bronwyn Kelly Say. Hello, hello, hello. Eisner Award-winning Dr. Professor Carolyn Coca. Hello. And John. Hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> John is here. So, all right. Well, that's a thing. Yep. yep. So, all right. Anyway, we had such a good time last time talking about the Christmas episodes that we decided to come back and make a little bit more of a regular thing of it. So our plan... Uh, is to come at least once a month, you know, maybe more, maybe less, who knows, see how we feel, uh, with an episode talking about, to some degree, the history of the Doctor, and we're going to be starting this episode talking about the first Doctor, the actual first Doctor, not the millennial first Doctor, but the actual first Doctor, William Hartnell. Uh, he, William Hartnell, de- Will, uh, excuse me, William Hartnell debuted as the Doctor in the first episode called The Unearthly Child that aired on November 23rd in 1963. And the cast of that show is William Hartnell as the Doctor, Jacqueline Hill as Barbara, William Russell as Ian, and Carolyn Ford as Susan, the granddaughter. So that's kind of where we are. Just to give a little bit of background for that first episode, not the whole season, but the pilot episode uh, was a show called, like I said, The Doc- the Unearthly Child. And it basically starts with us meeting Ian and Barbara, those teachers uh, at the Coal Hill School, which you'll probably recognize from later years of Doctor Who lore and other types of shows here and there. They observe a student named Susan who seems to be mysteriously attending a school but doesn't have much of a background to speak of. So, as most teachers would do, I suppose, they decide to follow her home. <laughs> that's not creepy no no, no. the landscape she has changed and, and <laughs> break into her house even yeah yes. that's not yeah. creepy assault no. her grandfather all that mm-hmm. stuff i just maybe 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 choices were made yeah. <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. so they were they were hardcore in the 60s anyway they decided to follow susan home to find out that she's living in a junkyard uh, and they hear her voice coming out of a peculiar blue police box, which obviously the qu- begs the question, why is a police box in a junkyard? Um, and basically, hilarity ensues after that. We're off on our first <laughs> adventure. Um, like I said, there was a little bit of tussling, a little bit of quick explaining. We had the doctor basically defending his area, and the, the teachers believing that they are saving a young girl. And bing, bang, boom, they're off in some world who knows where they are. Uh, all because the teachers could mind their own business. 
See, the, <laughs> the original Karens. So, you know, and that's what created our situation. So what are our general thoughts about, you know, not necessarily just that episode, but sort of our introduction to uh, the first doctor and what that looked like? Who wants I, to go first? Go, Brian. Yeah, I thought it was um, like, okay, so like full disclosure, this aired before I was born. So I saw it in reruns when I was really little. Um, and we watched a lot of those reruns, dear Lord. But I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm -hmm. But I remember, I remember Susan and I remember like just like the vague impressions of their um, adventures going off. And I, re I remember the first doctor sort of having to grow on me a little because he was kind of um, mm -hmm. a dick bag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good descriptor. Thank you. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, it was, it was weird for me because I was, I was so enamored of the doctor with like my sort of, I guess at the time, contemporary doctor of yeah, Tom Baker. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so the, the first doctor definitely took some getting used to right. for me, but he did grow on me into kind of like a weird grandfather-ish yeah. type figure. So took a little bit, yeah. but I enjoyed him by the end of his run very much. <laughs> yeah. It was like, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that first episode, though, I was like, no. Hmm. I'm, yeah. I, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I I remember my, I think, as I said in our last episodes, in Iowa, and I, maybe Aaron and Carolyn, you're the same way, our PBS only showed the third and fourth Doctors, and it was mostly the fourth Doctors. I didn't see yeah. the William Hartnell stuff until I was in my 30s or yeah. late 20s, early 30s. I agree. And I had to seek it out and like find mm -hmm. DVDs until mm -hmm. I finally saw it. And so I, I had a more of a I had seen the doc uh, first doctor more in like the the three doctors and the 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 specials. Mm -hmm. And even by the time, uh, you know, some of that stuff. So when I went back and finally watched this, you know, I was kind of first I was kind of surprised at how much of the core mythology is here. You know, the time, not that they didn't call him a time lord, they didn't bring Gallifrey, yeah. but they're aliens on the run. They have a time machine, but he is an abrasive, cranky old man. He is angry that uh, Barbara and um, Ian dare to invade and question him, which kind yeah. of, you know, I, it kind of is a continuing theme into the later yeah. doctors that yeah. that you don't question me. And yeah. it, He's almost Peter Capaldi-esque, like I'm this cranky, you know, man, and I know what I'm doing, and you just you just hang on. But like you say, he's by the by the third season of him, he's kind of got this mischievous little grin, and yeah. and he's got this little he's you know he's adventuring and he's kind of having fun with it. Can't say I like I enjoyed I I kind of enjoyed the first three companions, some of the later companions. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. Especially the hippie. What was her name? Uh, Dodo. Dodo. Yeah. Dodo. Oh, Dodo. Okay. Good. <laughs> Dodo. Or what was it? Is she? Is he the one who had the the Trojan maid? Yep. Okay. And they yep. just killed her off. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Katerina? Yep. Katarina is Katarina. That yes. was it. Yes. Katarina. Yep. Good yep. lord. Yeah. And then uh, who was the other? Um, Oh my God. I remember Susan. I liked Susan. I barely remember Ian and Barbara, if I'm being honest. Um, um they got like mentioned. They got mentioned. Oh, sorry, Carolyn. 
I was just saying I don't like Susan, so we can talk about that. No, yeah. I did. I hated. If I had no, a student I, like Susan, I would be like, "Shut up!" Like those first <laughs> few scenes where she's yeah. like answering all the questions. No, I'm kind of like I was kind of glad when they they abandoned her in the future. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would like them to revisit it because she is a time lord. Yeah. So let's yeah. you know revisit that some point because she maybe regenerated several times by now and it'd be it'd be an interesting dynamic to revisit it's never i don't think they've ever broached it again well and they just like, had her picture on uh capaldi's desk at yeah. the school. she's his granddaughter which implies yeah. children as mm -hmm. well right yeah. so yeah yeah anyway yeah. maybe now. she's the neighbor in the the new episodes who knows right. that could be a regeneration ah, that ah, would be really interesting be Ooh. Cool. you never know I love so, that. Interestingly, I felt like um, everything. I agree with everything you guys said that he was a little bit of a d bag. Um, <laughs> I also felt like, you know, obviously because they didn't exactly know where the character was going to be, they didn't obviously have this mythology mm -hmm. written out of how the next sixty years were going to go. Um, it was he was sort of floundering. I didn't feel like he was the star of those that first season he was very secondary it was all ian and and barbara you know of that those mm -hmm. first you know episodes and he sort of sat by and he was sort of doddering he was sort of like yeah. he, he didn't yeah. really you know we're so accustomed in these newer years of the doctor being the one that will always save the day he was actually you know to some degree a little bit of a damsel you know and you know in a lot of these episodes in, so, and, and the, in, in the dalek episode he's basically wiped uh he's just sit lays around the whole episode yeah it's kind of interesting I, it's like they're trying to figure out they hadn't quite figured out how to to use his alienness in this sort of time travel thing yeah. like what what were these episodes going to bring what were they going to bring adventure now at the same time we're pro <laughs> i probably have more money in my wallet right now than they probably had to spend on each episode so it wasn't exactly like they were going to do this uh you know, CGI based thing. You could tell they were like, it's so funny as I was watching them on um, Daily Motion, you hear the directing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching them while I'm watching these old episodes because I had to find these old episodes again because I hadn't seen them in a while. And you could see like the the blocking and like the, the opening, you know, like credit uh, sort of thing. Like, okay, right here. You can hear the director to the, to the left. So here, okay. <laughs> Run it, run it now, and then the music starts, and you're just like, wow, yeah, they were going hardcore live TV, you know, you know, back then. Um, and it was just like kind of interesting, you could see shadows in the background and like people leaning this way, or when they were stopping in the scene, uh, and you know, where it was supposed to be sort of like a break between episodes, it was just very interesting to watch it and sort of see that they were really making it up as they went along you know, back then and sort of evolved it into what it is now. But and I kind of wonder a little bit if um Hartnell's illness yeah. had some impact on on how much of a central role or central character the doctor played in some of those episodes and some of those seasons. Cause like he he wasn't even diagnosed at the time, I don't think, yeah. but he had something, what was it, like arteriosclerosis or something yeah. like that. Um, and so like he he was he couldn't remember lines. So like he actually ended up like making it so that 
he could fumble his lines as part of his character. Like, so he would, he would call Ian by the wrong name, like on purpose. So that when he Mm. did fumble his lines, he, they could leave it in and they wouldn't have to reshoot because they were doing so many reshoots and stuff like that. So um, I wonder how much of that is what ended up causing some of the, the lead characters changing roles. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they definitely said he had, it had some impact on him. Also, I think it was a, a, a scenario where I don't think they recognized or believed how popular it was going to become and yeah. how much strain that was going to put yeah. on him as an actor. I, I don't know if anybody ever ended up watching that sort of, I wouldn't say docuseries or whatever it was that they did on his character, um, on him, the actor oh, yeah. playing the doctor. Oh my God, what was that called? That. Um it's, I will never remember it, but it aired oh, on BBC and BBC Freaking Fricker. I remember that. Um, it, yeah, it was basically a movie about. It was a movie about the, making the first, about yeah. making the the first Doctor episode. Who. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and then it talks about how, you know, it shows him become more and more weary Yeah, as he's going through it. Not weary emotionally, but weary no, physically, physically of, you know, being able to get through the episodes. And it, was that an adventure in space time? Yes. I think something like that. Yeah. Adventure okay. in time and space. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was so, so I don't think they recognized it was going to become such a massive hit mm-hmm. um, and have such a toll on him. So I'm sure over time that really, really, really played a part in, you know, having to figure out the episodes. And actually I talked about that in the film. If you actually watch it, having to sort of be flexible and sort of fumble around and figure out what it was going to be. Yeah. But I think that's all believable, but I wonder if it was, if if it might've started out more simply that the assumption is you have to have like a younger white man carrying a show. And And so that's how Ian is positioned the way that he is. And they even say in one of the first episodes, you know, something the doctor says something to him, like, well, you know, I can't do that. I'm too old. You do he it. Said, he like, said, yeah. you're the, we have to let you free. You're the youngest. You're the strongest. And you may have to defend us. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, but there's also this element, like it, this only occurred to me today. And I, I'm kind of sad it didn't occur to me before. But um, I, he, I was watching some episode where he was like leaning on the cane a little bit. And he, you know, he gets to a point where he says like, hmm. At the end of every sentence, uh-huh. yeah. like, okay, he's Yoda from the Empire. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! They say that on. You're like, right. A, You're right. A, I'm and not kidding when I, I say that. Like it all fell into place. I'm like, okay, oh, exactly. he's is... irritable and inscrutable and smart. And under there, there's kindly and caring, but he's gonna give you a hard time. Yep. Maybe he's yeah. not as he thinks he is. And having other people around him humanizes him more. That's hilarious. Oh no. my God. There's there's a Reddit thread where they literally say that. I was doing some research not too oh. long ago. And they literally say uh, Yoda is influenced by William Hartnell. Travel. So that so is amazing. So, <gasps> interesting. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Did, did it, any, I, I know that the show was originally pitched as like a travel in time to kids learn like about yeah. all the did you did anybody else feel that the first series going back to caveman was a little weird yeah like i oh, think i think yeah sorry i was trying to be nice yeah. i would have yeah. think that starting with the daleks and sci, sci-fi yeah. would have made a bit of better because it gets really cool mm-hmm. later in the the hartnell years they start really experimenting but then like they go to 
when they go to they go to the Sparta or to Troy, they go to Marco Polo. Um, mm-hmm. they get Bro. the meditating monk, so they get in like the oh, all that that, and he's a time lord too. Yes, so yes. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I get to see where they maybe that's how they pitch the show. Like we're gonna be a a kid friendly show where they're gonna teach him about history, and mm-hmm. we're gonna sneak a sci fi show in here underneath it, and the sci fi show took off. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just thought that first episode was a little strange because you had murder, mm-hmm. you, you had people's skulls getting crushed, you had women being handed off as property. Mm-hmm. Yep, and fire yeah. and fire. fire. Yes. It was a little strange. It was intense. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, but, eh, but, so. but having said that, there's still. I mean, it is. Yes, I totally agree, and I would argue the way the doctor leaves Susan, he's acting like she's property too. That mm-hmm. drove. Me- Thoughts, but mm. uh, but I think also the it, even though that weird stuff is happening, there's all it's also like it sounds like the TARDIS. It looks mm-hmm. like the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. You have uh-huh. This Doctor companion dynamic, like there's so there are these things that are just locked in already. Mm-hmm. It's, in it, 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 it's that it's sound eternal. is that in my is, head yeah. forever. Uh-huh. Even the even the the opening credits. That's like the most reassuring theme song mm-hmm. in my life yeah, yeah. and it's right there and it yeah. it even plays longer in the original episodes it goes uh-huh. deeper into the show it's so much yeah. fun even I you have the director and they're only notes. 20 minutes like I, i've been yeah. watching them on Britbox, and they're only 20 minutes long yeah. you know so yeah. uh you just pop one on and i mean i watched like the first season like in a in a like almost a weekend. I think oh, yeah. I was I was a, I was this close to watching to ordering to getting Britbox earlier today. This yeah. close, yeah. That and, close. I, and, uh, and sadly they didn't save. I I don't know how many of the Hartnell episodes are missing. Like I know forty about, something. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the yeah. Troughton episodes are missing. Yeah, I think because like, the they only just complete the first complete seasons. Because I think they said that they animation. they were. Go What's ahead. That? Sorry. No, there there are. Um, mm-hmm. You can find. Uh, ones that have the audio still and they yeah. have still the animation or both yeah. and yeah. kind of interesting too yeah. i enjoyed that one you sent us carolyn that was yeah, really good that, that was yeah. fun to watch well yeah. and the, the weird thing about that was so that was the last Hartnell episode for those mm-hmm. of you who didn't get that email today <laughs> <laughs> i found though because i watched some earlier ones like yesterday when i was watching that one today like his voice really sounded different Mm-hmm. It, it to me anyway it sounded like more mumbled and you know like yeah. not not as strong and not as clear and yeah yeah the stress wow. the stress of three years i think really i think yeah. you probably went from being a bit actor to being like a the center guess, yeah the yeah. center because yeah. it when like when ian leaves the show shifts to him mm-hmm. being the center of it so, yeah yeah so to that uh go ahead all right I'm sorry. no i'm just saying there was never more of a, a another prominent yeah companion again everybody was kind of a you know like he had the steve in the space pilot and yeah I, yeah but not i don't think he was as prominent as ian no 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 i mean i think the first cast sticks out the most even yeah. though later on you have like a kind of dramatic death which was surprising. Yeah. He killed off really... a couple of people, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. In the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they did. The, the brigadier, except he wasn't the brigadier. Yeah. He was literally the guy yeah. who played the brigadier. Yeah. And then 
Katerina. Katerina. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then John Pertwee's ex-wife mm-hmm. who was only on for one episode, but she was really good. Yeah. And, and didn't they say that aged him? And that's kind of why they started hinting that he was having health issues. I think so. Uh, yeah. They, they turned to dust, but it aged yeah. the doctor. And yes. that's, that's how they got closer to regeneration. Yeah. yeah that, that's that, right. The dust thing. That yeah. was, that was, that was powerful. Yeah. So honestly, uh, I used to have nightmares yeah. as a small child about dust because mm. of that and because of the gold dust that you needed to like kill the Cybermen. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. The gold. So I'm like, I, I only have the bad dust. I don't have the good dust. Oh my god. Like <laughs> so, the other thing that was cool about that last one was putting it together with that Capaldi episode. You know where they're both there and they're they both decided to do it together. Yeah, yeah. That was so. I got a, yeah. I got a list here. I got a list here of all the first Doctor's companions. So let's run through them super quick. Oh, let's go. Right. Right. So we got Susan. Oh. We already talked about too much screaming, too much crying, too much yeah. screaming. Oh God, yeah. all so the time, all the time. We got Barbara, who I swear got the vapors every episode. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. But, but she had it. moments. She had she had moments. We had I think she I think she'd be rewritten today. Yeah. I think she was definitely. written at the time. Yeah. And also the way that she sometimes like is just right in the doctor's face disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that was That's yeah. true. Because mm-hmm. Susan wasn't gonna do that. No. Grandfather, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Calm down, Susan. Just a moment of Barbara and Susan together, I just wanna point out. The running that these women did in what were clearly uncomfortable little shoes, mm-hmm. you know, good for yes. you ladies. Yes. You had to go through that and they wouldn't just let you wear docks. Exactly. Yikes. Ian, who, you know, we might as well say who was the real first doctor. Anyway, <laughs> Ian, uh, Ian Chesterson. And then we got Vicky. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she's here. She was from the future. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm reading my my little list here. It says she was a survivor of a spaceship crash on the. Oh, oh, wait. First of all, I had to look at that a second time. Planet Dido. I thought there was an L in there somewhere. I was getting really nervous for a second. (laughs) Look, that's in Newfoundland. Yes. She was rescued by the doctor. She's the one who did the song with Eminem? Dido? Yeah. Right? Right. Says so she's rescued by the doctor. She travels with him, Ian and Barbara. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, oh, she also makes sure that the Trojan girl, Katarina, uh, enters the TARDIS in her place. Mm-hmm. Then we have Stephen Taylor. Not Stephen Tyler. No, not Stephen Taylor. Yeah, I don't remember him that much. I mean, he he, he was your t- stereotypical like pilot, like gung ho pilot guy. But I I like that. Isn't he? I think he's the guy. Yes, right. So he's the guy who's sort of left behind when um, when everybody dies, right? Like when yeah, when he Kat- stays to maintain the oh, peace, doesn't he? Yeah. So, so, so Stephen, yes, he was Stephen like a, stays behind uh, yeah, to accept the responsibility yeah. of leading the combined yeah. society of savages and elders right, that are I attempting mean, a lasting peace. The episode where the brigadier guy. The guy mm. the brigadier is playing dies, and Katerina dies, and Sarah dies, and Stephen is left behind, and he's like legitimately upset. You know, yeah. like it's almost like that's his best moment, even though it's not really his moment. Yeah, but it, but it, I like how it um, 
mm-hmm. it, uh, is, is sort of a precursor of, mm, was it, was it journey's end where someone is pointing out to the doctor, look at all these people. Yeah, sure. You yes. Done, but look at all these people who kill or have killed uh-huh. themselves. For yeah, years. that yeah. was the, uh, what's his name? Was it Davros that showed him that? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Like all oh. the carnage you've left in your wake. Yes. You, yes, you, it like you keep running, but you never mm-hmm. look behind you at all the the people that you've left in that died in your past. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the assumption, they're, they're, what they're showing you here is that Katarina is sacrificing herself to like take this guy out into space with her. Mm-hmm. So the doctor doesn't have to do it. Yeah. You know? So, so we got Sarah Kingdom. Oh, yeah. She wasn't there. Right. She's on there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't really remember anything yeah. about her. No. We already talked about Katarina. Episode that. Yeah. She was only in an episode. Yeah. Alex Master Plan. Yeah. It says here's. It says here she. Next life. <laughs> really? So, <laughs> she got it him says a job. Here, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. It says here she joins the doctor in his fight. Briefly traveling in the TARDIS in several different locations in time and space, when the Doctor activates the tar- a time destructor, a device that accelerates time, Sarah cannot be saved. She ages and dies. Her remains turning to dust. Sarah is sometimes counted as a companion on the first of the first Doctor, but sometimes not. I like it. <laughs> it's like, well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes not. Then there's Dodo. The Dodo Chaplet. Yes. Then there's Polly, and then there's Ben Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they end up going off with the second doctor. They're the so, transitionary yes. um, companions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and yep. according to the the Sarah Jane Adventures episode where she meets up with oh, Joe yeah. and Matt Smith, um, she says that Ben and Polly are working at an orphanage in India, and uh, Ian and Barbara are married and teaching at Cambridge, and never age. And never age, yeah. which wasn't true because we saw Ian in mm-hmm. that Jodie Whittaker companion yes. support group. Dude was 97. I looked it up today. Yeah. Wow. And he filmed that, which is because pretty cool. Ian and Barbara stole a time machine to go back to the 60s. Yes. So they didn't go back on the TARDIS. They stole their own time machine. It was a Dalek time machine. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. Just just happened to be laying around. Yeah. And they, <laughs> just, they knew how to work. And it. they knew how to work it. Yeah. That was, I mean, for all this, and and you know, Steve can attest that I was doing a lot of groaning watching some of these episodes because they're we just we have to warn people to be fair. Like mm-hmm. there are really good moments in these episodes. Mm-hmm. There's so there sixties yes, yeah. around it. Oh my god! I mean, it there's the sixties. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're slow. I totally they're lost slow. my. Head. They start. <laughs> <laughs> you also have to remember. The first episode <laughs> premiered on the day that uh, JFK was assassinated. That's true. That's right. Mm-hmm. That they actually talk about that in the film. Yeah, they weren't that's sure if they were going to air it that night or not. Yeah, it's actually in the film. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. So okay. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I remember what I was going to say. It was about how that one when Barbara and Ian leave, they leave in this Dalek machine, and the Doctor is like yelling at them that it's yeah. not going to, and they're going to get killed. And they're like, "But we want to go home." You know? Yes, we you this all started by oh, mistake yeah. time with you we thank you and and they're just like Rrr. and then finally they're nice to him or whatever and he lets them go but he's still kind of grumpy with them but then after they leave he's like i'm gonna miss them you mm-hmm. know like he has this soft moment um Be- 
So it's just kind of how it like how we're so used now to the doctor sort of turning on a dime like that. Mm-hmm. Because originally the TARDIS was going wherever they couldn't control it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There's a little quantum leap situation. It doesn't yes. fix it. When did, they did, the second doctor fixes it, right? Or does fixes? Doesn't really fix I mean, fix. yeah, but fix it like like has but more makes control it so, over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's supposed to be piloted by I think like six time lords. So having yeah, only one that's in why there they're always never gonna be more than and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do believe wasn't there, a part, wasn't there a part in the first episode where he when he gets out, or maybe the first or second, somewhere in that first season, where he gets out of the TARDIS and he's like, hmm, why are we still a police box? And yeah. he sort of walks yeah, The chameleon circuit doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. So when I, I was like, oh, so that's when it first stopped working. Mm-hmm. So he was like completely thrown off by it. Um, so questions, sort of shifting gears a little bit. When we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, when do you think we begin to see him as likable? <laughs> I don't remember a specific moment for me. Just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know that sort of by the end when he regenerated, I was like, oh. So I guess the question around that then is, is it genius writing or are we sort of romanticizing that we always, even though, even when the doctor is infuriating and incredibly frustrating, we somehow always root for him? I think we always come around to him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't Why do you think, think that doc- is because we love the doctor, and we always we love the yeah. doctor. I, yeah. I'm not sure it's because we love this doctor. Yeah. Now I, I can't. I can't say that I would sit down if I wasn't like. If I had to, if I had to choose, I would not sit down and watch the Hartnell years. Mm-hmm. But I will because out of respect for the the franchise, and mm-hmm. I, I I appreciate it. But you know. I can't say that he'd even make my, you know, my top. I don't know how many doctors there are now. Is it where we in? I mean, you could easily say top ten, and that wouldn't include yeah, them no, all. So, no, no. <laughs> 50, yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. He might, he might be my my least favorite doctor, honestly. But, but I even, still like him. But even saying that, yeah. do you? If you say, if you're going back and thinking about watching some of these episodes as we all did for mm-hmm. for for the show. Would you say that by the end of the episode or in the face of the, the danger that you still rooted for the doctor? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, out of it. So that's, yeah. that's the, sure, the I would the, say the, so. Yeah, There's not of... a doctor I've never I've ever rooted against. I th- I think by the second season, I think when Ian, like when maybe the se- when you're talking about when Ian and Barbara leave and mm-hmm. you start to see some compassion, and it's like, okay, he's a he's a crotchety old man, but he cares. Yeah. You start to you start to see the the veneer of the the maybe the who the time the the doctor is under the the mask a little bit i think from from me from my perspective personally one of the things that hartnell years bring to the table is the humanizing of the doctor like mm-hmm. when you come into it you know in the what did you call them Aaron the millennial doctors the millennial <laughs> doctors <laughs> yes. Yes. by that point the doctor already loves humanity He's already invested in Earth, Mm -hmm. right? But with Hartnell, you don't have that. You have to get there. He doesn't give a shit about humans. He's like, I don't want to come here to begin with. No, you all suck. And I don't know why we're here, you know? We're just hiding out. Yeah. I think that's that's something that I like about sci-fi and about Doctor Who in particular is when you get an opportunity to interact with 
an alien, like a, a, a race that's different from your own um, and, and achieve that level of um, community, that level of, of connection, mm-hmm. you know, that we're different from one another, but we have enough commonality that I, I respect and care about you. You know, I think that's one of the things that for me, Doctor Who really brings to the table. And that's a little bit personified in the Hartnell years, because he starts off as not somebody I would find particularly personable, but he's not a person. So, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So do you think you can see when we think back over 14 other doctors, do you think you can see some influences from Hartnell's years in, in those doctors? Because, you know, we got to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. There's I no, do. there's the years that we're talking about, there wasn't even a concept of regeneration. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. And we'll get to why that is. We actually sort of hinted on why that is. There was no sonic screwdriver. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, super gadgets. And there, the the intellect wasn't off the scales the yeah. way it is yeah. now. But, you the, know, all of those things. Yeah, the he's curi- not running around saying we have to do this, 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 this and this with yeah. a bunch of made up words to save the day. Yeah. yeah. But the curiosity is there. The, yes. the, the you know, I... I you know, we're here in the Neanderthal times. Let's not just jump back in the TARDIS. Let's let's yeah. go look about, you know? Yeah. That's like, yeah. I always loved like the Baker years. Like he just locks up the TARDIS and just wanders away and we'll get back here eventually. <laughs> like, boop, yeah. Boop. yep, yeah. <laughs> so that's right here at the beginning of this. And yeah. they end up in a cave with people trying to kill them and smash their heads and yeah. they, get, they get out of it. And then they end up, yeah. It's, um, my my dear partner Steve commented, but wherever he goes, everyone's speaking like they were trained at the Royal Shakespeare College. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. hey, Even the Andrethals had yes. a little bit of an accent. <laughs> the Aztecs, RP. Uh, <laughs> the best people, RP. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> I, I, went, I don't even know which, which doctor they began to explain that whole TARDIS translation thing to, because I'm like, I, eventually yeah. they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. And like everyone across the cosmos, time and space, all speaks it's the babel fish. English. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's the it's the TARDIS filter. By being yeah. in the TARDIS, you just understand every God, I could have used that in high school. Um Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone watch the Celestial Toy Maker ones? I tried and- I did, I did. I went back when they after after the, the yeah. I was going to say, I think I, I didn't yeah. watch it for this one, but I feel like I went back after the special and watched yes. them. And there yeah. was also a YouTube video where they also distilled all the, the relevant points mm-hmm. for that episode down. Amazing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. It was, exactly. it was like the Cliff's Notes episode so that you understood what was going on yep. in the new episodes, like Which 20 I knew minutes. That existed yeah, before. I was doing some emails while I watched it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rough watch. That one's a... Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, there are little bits where you're like, okay, I see how someone could have gone back and pulled these things out yeah. to come up with Neil Patrick Harris. But yeah, mostly it was a tough sit. Yeah. 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 Again, because we, I think we walk into it with these eyes now. We walk into it with eyes that are even influenced by, by the new Disney budget. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, we look back and we're just like, oh, wow. But 
At the same time, and we've said this on the previous episodes, the things that got us into this that, that sort of captivated us was the fact that there was a trash can rolling around with a punter on his face. Yeah. That just seemed to make sense. That that one when it comes out of the water, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It, just, it just all seems to make sense. And he in, in, invented some of the, the coolest villains um, out of nothing. Yeah. You know, out of, out of, I swear, I'm like, half those villains were paper mache. I don't even know what they, no, what they I, were. More than half, Aaron. Jeez. <laughs> Some of them yeah. were hilarious, for sure. Well, you know which one had good sets, though? I, I watched it um, this past weekend, where they get shrunk down. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. And I was really pleasantly surprised by that. Like, they're standing next to, you know, a giant paper mache ant or whatever or like they're sitting in a sink and the drain is bigger than they are honey wow. i shrunk the doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a murder plot going on at life size around them and, yeah. and yeah. yeah so that one it's funny i mean that kind of worked with the low budget i loved watching like the reuse sets like you could pick it out like oh that's from that that's from that and that's from <laughs> yeah but the funny thing is about this is like this is the youngest doctor it's the oldest actor to ever you know but it's the youngest doctor because yeah by now he's thousands of years yeah. old and yeah. here he's like a hundred and nine or what is the does he ever stay i mentioned that down it's like a, it? again I, i'm gonna go I back and remember. say that yeah. uh, the second best doctor in the most recent episodes said that he was what 15 billion years old or something like that or 7 billion years old narrator no. carolyn just flipped <laughs> off Aaron with <laughs> so, double barrels you know, in the, in the <laughs> because of none of that is true because it's all <laughs> bullshit see he Let's said it no he said it the, no, he I'm, I'm telling you in the conversation in the in the most recent episodes in the conversation he was having a conversation with donna and he said something to the effect of, I'm X billions of years old now. Yeah. Why would I do blah, 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 blah? And I was just like, wait a second. Oh, yeah. I guess they are counting that time when he that was punching his punching, way out of the punching. Yeah, out of the diamond. Punching through the ice. That was, yeah, that was that 7 billion years in and of itself. Yeah, and they're, so, they're yeah. probably including the celestial child or... Yeah, however old that is. So oh. yeah, well. Well, and then there was a lot of time on Trenzalore, also. I think. The, the oh yeah, the, the eternal the Christmas. Child. With like the fourth best doctor, whichever one that was, I don't remember. Yeah, the first best doctor, <laughs> Matt. The, the best doctor, the, the sexiest doctor, mm. uh, by far. But I but I would <laughs> like to point out that um, I, I know this because I know that. David Tennant is the same age as me. So, you know, David Tennant as the 14th doctor is two years younger than Hartnell starting out. Oh, so all, oh we're going to, we're going to bring the conversation. Yep. Oh, I was just okay. going to say, this all went this just down goes a into the, the... We don't have to say more. We don't have to say anymore. So, I just yeah. wanted to make that comparison. All I'm going to say is for the listeners, this went down a rabbit hole of leading, starting at the doctor and leading to the golden girls. <laughs> And it was yes. uh, Wilford Brimley thrown in the middle. Yes, with yes. A Wilford Brimley chaser. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> made me feel like I look good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we even had like 1980s serial killers from Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries tossed in. Just you, well, you mentioned the big ugly glasses. Yeah, yeah, and the bad facial hair. Okay. It made me grateful for moisturizer. Oh, I know. I will yeah. say. I'm glad oh, I live God. when I do because damn. <laughs> 
Yikes. I'm going to moisturize now. Nobody looked good. Moisturize me. It's like, yikes. And indoor plumbing. Yes. yes. Nobody looked good no. in the 80s. Nobody. Oh, my God. Nope. The 80s were unkind. We did have indoor plumbing. <laughs> but everybody looks awesome a... in the 70s. What happened? Drugs. Drugs. Lots of drugs. Mm. Yeah. Drugs. I'm telling you, free love. <laughs> hey. Free love and cocaine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> free love because of cocaine. <laughs> Man, they're all intermingled. Oh, okay. You know so, bring back that monk guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. the meddling monk. Yeah. I would love that. Bring the monk. Bring back Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not like that. No, God, no. No, tell us some stories. Tell us these side stories of what happened to these people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still want to know what happened to the other daughter. Yes. From the um, doctor's, daughter. The doctor's, the doctor's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Any. The doctor's, wait, the doctor's daughter wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. But still, yes. <laughs> you know. Hey. Hey, it's um, still tamer than do Game they, of Thrones. Hey, do they re? Because I'm, and this makes me think of you, Carolyn, because I know you do all the novelizations for Star Wars. I know they do the radio plays, and I think they sometimes tell sort of ridged-off stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of of these characters, and I feel as though I, it was years ago when the doctor's daughter was featured somewhere uh somewhere in one of the episodes or one of the the series um but i'm never sure if they're all if they're considered continuity i don't know not. if they're canon or not I don't anymore know. Yeah, i don't i don't think so, so. i think like no. the big audio ones were but the other like it's weird it's like when yeah. the when dark horse had the star wars franchise and then they yeah. became the expanded universe because Disney bought it and Marvel is the only canon and yeah. like the multiverse of Star Wars. There's probably the multiverse of the Doctor. So, Yeah, yeah I've, I've listened to a couple. Uh, I've never done any of the plays, but I, I mean, if anyone has recommendations, I'd be yeah. happy to hear them and try a couple. I've, I've listened you to know, a, I've listened to one or two, but I've listened to a couple audiobooks um, because they were the ones that David Tennant narrated. Mm. So, I like having him in my ears. Uh, <laughs> nope. Fair. Well, then you got to get into the the movies that came out in the '60s too. With um, I've never seen that Peter Cushing movie. Yeah, the, I, I saw one it. of them. It's weird. It is a, it's a weird watch. Which one is that? It's they did, they did three of them. Yeah, Peter Cushing. I'm just like, why would it's you like do Doctor that? Who and the Dialects? Well, I'm pretty oh, sure one of them yeah. is either the yeah, or it, yeah. it might also include the Dalek Invasion of Earth. That yeah. One it was weird it was so weird i was watching it i was just like did they mean to do this it's like somebody yeah it's like somebody's uh licensed the franchise and made their own movie of it's almost like the fox movie before the fox movie oh wow Mm -hmm. you know what it reminds me of Except Um, there was no fox movie no because no just like there are only Two episodes, two seasons of Torchwood. <laughs> but the day the doctor says that it did happen. Yeah, oh. they feature him. Sorry. They feature him. Hate to break it to I mean, you. The, guy, the poor guy. But I that. agree with you. There are only two seasons no. of Torchwood. Exactly. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctor Who and the Daleks. <laughs> okay. When we get to our Torchwood episode, we'll discuss that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Peter Cushing, Doctor Who and the Daleks, 1965. Yeah. And Dalek's Invasion of Earth, 2150 AD and 1966. Okay. There's two of them, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, sorry. There is three. Oh, is there three? Uh, Okay. Hold on. Is the third so Dalek's? Oh, no, wait. I think they're all three Dalek's. 
No way. They're stupidly creating. They factored something else in there. No, I don't it looks know like if I just... ever saw those, actually, now that I think about it. I watched the three doctors and I watched the five doctors. Well, these have like, um, no continuity whatsoever. There's no really? connection. Okay, no, then I there's no didn't. connection. I Third saw it was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it on a VHS bootleg that I was like almost Bob Ryer. Amazing. Bootleg from somebody. Okay. Yeah. The the titles though are the Hartnell episode titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they? Are they're, they? They're, yeah, they're the the screenplays from those shows. Somebody took them and rewrote them for a major film, licensed uh-huh. from the BBC, done bigger but not done well. But that's oh, no. like, but that seems like it would be really good. I mean, Peter yeah. Cushing obviously is great. Mm-hmm. Giving it a bigger budget seems like it would be great, and trimming it down would be great but they, just, they they wanted to cater it to a wider audience so they didn't want to do any of the inside the yeah I, re- yeah I remember watching it just thinking this is not making sense yeah like why why is this is not making sense you took but away yeah. everything that makes the doctor the doctor yeah. oh no yeah, yeah no. they tried to make him like an adventure action science hero yeah it, oh it, it, we, it, we should mention clothes like the um, you know, Aaron, you were saying you were asking before about what do we see in later doctors? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Like, what, what influences? There are elements of what he's wearing that we see later. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that he's got a jacket. Like mm-hmm. they frequently have a jacket. Yeah. Um, that he's got, uh, you know, sort of the high waisted checked pants. I mean, yep. we see versions of that later. He gets his mm-hmm. hat. His hat There's later hat. on. Yeah. It's a hat. Got the Shakespearean mm-hmm. hair. He gets a he gets a <laughs> scarf too. He starts sporting a scarf later on, I think. Does he? I only remember the ties. I remember the scarf? I remember like the what Maybe do you call I'm it? Wrong. Like Victorian Edwardian tie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, what I'm so. thinking of. Maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. And I think Capaldi yeah. that at some point, doesn't he? Yeah. Capaldi. He like sort of went through phases. Like it wasn't like one season he was like all t-shirts and a blazer. Yeah. It's like t-shirts like, and blazer like docs. Yeah, Capaldi yeah. never had like a, a, a guitar. set. A set yeah. That style. first season where he had like this short cropped hair, he had like this Nehru jacket type situations, like a longer blazer. I'm like, mm, let's see how long that sticks around. Yeah. It was like the inside was red. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that's going. No, his, his docs and t-shirt phase was his, that was his salad days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that leads us to, as we were talking about earlier, um, Mr. Hartnell started to experience, you know, poor health and it had an influence on his ability to keep up with the grind of a series and the popularity of a show like that in the in the 60s. And so he had to depart. It says I uh, pulled this from uh, Digital Spy earlier. Although Hartnell wanted to stay in the role uh, that was beloved by millions and had helped create a massive hit for the BBC, ill health played a part in his leaving. Uh, the actor was in his late 50s. Was increasingly erratic as his health declined. How you leading doing, Aaron? Forget, leading him to forget lines and require scenes to be reshot. Uh, producers took a dramatic and unprecedented, and not to mention historic, step to replacing their lead actor. And this is where we got the doctor's ability to regenerate. Um, it was something that can never be done again. Um, it is something that I will say probably changed sci-fi history, made sci-fi history 
uh, to be quite honest, because if you look at series like what we were just talking about this not too long ago, the um, the Arrowverse and people going through the Flash, a season of the Flash. Um, I, how many how many times have we said, well, we watched this show to the third season or we watched this show to the fourth season and then we just mm-hmm. got completely bored? They stumbled into a secret sauce that allows this show to be <laughs> yep. on 60 years later because before you get to that point of being completely sick of a doctor, whoop, they're gone and they always leave you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah, it's so brilliant, really. It'll never be done again. It, it can. There's just no way to do that. Um, because again, how many times have people said, "Yeah, Smallville was on for ten years." How many people do you know that watched ten years of Smallville? Right. Not most this people, girl. Most <laughs> people were like, "All right, I got to four and I had to bolt." I can't I I mean? back for the last ten minutes of the last one to see him open his shirt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how many times you like? Oh, the doctor. I know. Tenants going. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Exactly. Like, by the end of the first Smith episode, you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm all I'm in. in. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in for in. it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a thing. It's, it's it is. It's another- a, it's a skill. It's a it's a yeah. It's just something that's uniquely a doctor. And I think another thing that makes the doctor unique is that even though there are it's all you know it's it's scripted. It's there are story arcs. There are, you know there are spoilers. The whole nine, whatever. You can watch it, not in order. Like you can't, you can watch yeah. one doctor, you can watch another doctor, mm-hmm. you can watch, obviously it's better if you watch it you kind history. of like, yeah. because you, you get that context and things like that, but you can, and I have watched it absolutely out of order, like, because it's time travel. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, I think every modern Doctor Who fan of our gen, our generation watched it out of order. I think of it was, imp- I think it was impossible to watch it in order. Yeah the way it was presented in that, you know, because it was so juxtaposed. And then once that fourth doctor hit, they just, you know, they tried to figure out what they could get out there and when they could get it. And Mm -hmm. then it was so disjointed there for, you know. Oh, yeah. When it went from like the the public television Mm -hmm. to the private where it went to YTV Mm -hmm. for a bit that I I lost it there. Yeah. Yeah. And that when Fox and then when it died at Fox and. We thought it might go away for ever. Mm-hmm. And all then, I'm boom, saying, it's back. All, all I'm saying is Eric Roberts should never be on screen with a doctor again. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just that that Fox movie. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> from the, I gotta, I'm going to share the chat with everybody because apparently Aaron's the doctor. Carolyn's, do Carolyn's Barbara. Oh, I see. Bronwyn's Ian. I'm Susan. <laughs> there you have it. So you're gonna just ditch me in the future. I get it. I'll never be seen again. Well, well at least but they'll ditch me. Next, next time we do the second doctor, it'll be like, and oh, oh, we forgot John. Yep, he's in whoops. <laughs> whoops. Yep, somebody maybe we'll touch on it again. Or maybe not. John's just in the future in the recording future. talking cults. They, <laughs> listen, in the future. It's me and Chris in the future. Like I said, they, they left you with a piece of ass, at least. They didn't hey. leave you there alone. There's that. There's that. Hey. Yeah, I'm not I'm not poor Steven still mediating the peace while all my friends are turning the dust and the <laughs> doctor's <laughs> taken off in the police box. Uh, exactly. Uh, so it could be worse. It's yeah, a bad day. It's a bad, bad day. day. 
And he Throw was like, had a bad day. fixing her shoe at the time, right? Yeah. Not only does he leave this teenager <laughs> with a guy she's just met, he locks the door. She can't say goodbye to anyone. He's like, I'm leaving you for your own good. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's your shoe. I'm leaving you without shoes. And the clothes. Good luck. They wear sandals here. <laughs> was she really just 15, though? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, she was know. supposed to be 15 when it started. and But she oh, acted. I mean, this was the issue. I mean, I have been around a 15-year-old. I know how they act, right? Mm -hmm. But she acted like seven. Yeah. And that's and she why every bit she was not written age appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I read a couple things that were like, oh, the doctor's final speech to Susan is so poignant. I'm like, he abandoned her. He basically her said, door. get the fuck out of my box and I'll she see you. She wanted to go. <laughs> she left her with the first yeah. guy that like, she hooked up who, with. Who knows what the, who, who knows what their, what their culture is like on Gallifrey. They could be listening. Yeah. She could have had three or four ex-husbands by then. We don't know. It's true. So... <laughs> Anywho, we're we gonna this she, she could be on her seventh generate regeneration. Uh, you we don't know. Shit you know like been where, the, where Peter Capaldi goes with River Song, and then yeah, yeah twenty four. Like as soon as he and Barbara years. go in the back of the TARDIS, Susan just lights up. Yeah. Like, Grandpa, you don't believe the shit I've been through. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a highball whiskey, and let's just. Wouldn't go. it be great if <laughs> it was like awesome. one of those? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was like one of those Dallas things? And yeah, then like, you know, it was all shoot away. No, like shooty's like buzzing around, and then like all of a sudden she like walks out of one of the rooms. You're like, Jesus Christ! I've been looking around this place for <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like, been here the grandpa. whole time? Hey, grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Just Have walks you been out here? She's like comes out like a bowl of cereal and, a, and like a bathroom. Like, hey, what's up? Been here the whole time. Wait, oh yeah, some shit's wait, happened. And, she, and she's carrying her shoes. She's like, I just need my fucking shoes. Thank you. And she walks away. Good Lord. Anyway, what are our what are our final thoughts? What are our last thoughts mm. on Hart and Elda, our introduction to the doctor and what this means for the future? I'm grateful to yeah. Hartnell because he started it all. Right. Right. Yeah, so I, I would know. say for people who haven't tried it, give it a chance. Just know that it's like very decompressed storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see seeds of what's to come in these early episodes. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad an actor of his ilk took a stab at this. And I don't know if he might not have been the greatest actor in the world, but he he played it with seriousness, but yeah. a little bit of a smile too, knowing mm -hmm. full well that this was this had legs yep. so yeah i appreciate that could have been sean connery i'm just saying we were all <laughs> gone uh, he understood the assignment yes he probably would have yes. probably would have smacked susan I mean, for all we know you know we've True. heard the stories <laughs> uh, anywho so i think we're good you'll probably hear us again soon when we're talking about mr patrick troughton uh, the next episode. So, you know, if you are listening to this and you want to have some context as to what we may or may not talk about, you know, go online, search around, rummage. You'll find episodes here and there. Hit your YouTubes and your Google boxes and all that stuff and see what see what you come up with. Um, so, yeah, see so what come across some packed out and you have some, uh, some context to what we're going to talk about. But until then, any final, any other final thoughts from our guests? Okay. All right. So we have finally reached the end 
of our first episode, quote unquote, the backdoor pilot of the Talking <laughs> Comics Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and joining us. And we hope that you had as much fun listening as we did making it. Once again, I want to thank our esteemed guest, uh, Eisner Award winner, Dr. Professor Carolyn Coca, as well as our regular crew members, Bronwyn and John, for taking some time out to discuss our favorite Time Lord. Uh, well, the one we're closest to anyway, because mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of lean towards River a little bit, if, you will, if that really counts. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I said, keep your eyes and ears open for more episodes like this moving forward. If you have questions or feedback or anything you want to have us talk about or questions about what we have talked about, you can hit us up on Instagram. We'd love for you to provide us with some feedback. If you want to do that, you can hit us at the talk at Talking Comics Podcast on Instagram. If you want to send an email with a little bit longer communication, you can hit us at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Uh, we will be back. Well, some of us will be back for our regular podcast. Um, so you'll get to hear our voices sooner rather than later. Some may never be invited back again, but I'm not going to say who that, who that is. <laughs> um anyway like i said before <laughs> like, like i said we had a really good time i uh, looking forward to doing more of this in the future but until then to be continued